G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Waleed, when it comes to this issue of Maruna, give us a definition of what that means and why Christians and people of the West need to understand what Maruna is. Well, before we talk about Maruna, really, and people need to listen very carefully because this is a very important subject is to understand the twisting and the deception in the Islamist circle, especially the Muslim Brotherhood, and how it works. For example, Westerners who understand Islamic deception, and those are the ones who are keen to the deception of, let's say, taqiyya. Uh, taqiyya is known amongst uh, scholars of the Islamist movement as being the tactic of lying in order to guard the faith. Uh, Sunni Muslim apologists, however, counter that taqiyya is a Shiite doctrine, while accusing Shiites of being rabble-rousers who sanction muta or pleasure marriage, which is nothing more than prostitution. Of course, the Sunni condemn the Shia over these issues. However, Shiites can easily find equivalence to taqiyya and muta, pleasure marriage, in the Sunni Muslim world. They are called misyar and muruna, which I will explain. While Westerners, let's say, they cringe over the thought of religiously sanctioned whoredom, like muta, pleasure marriages that the Shia uh, practice, they are less familiar with the Sunni-sanctioned misyar, M-I-S-Y-A-R. Look it up. It literally means the traveler's marriage. It was established to assist with the sexual needs of tra- Muslim traveler, male travelers, in which a Sunni Muslim male may enter into a contract with a Muslim woman in order to gain sexual gratification without the financial obligation necessary to maintain a wife. As a consequence, the sin of adultery in this case never takes place in accordance to the Islamist because the sex contract is an official marriage license. So this is, the reason I'm mentioning this is to show how the play on words work in the Islamist mindset. A prostitution you know, uh, contract, which is supposed to be illegal, is considered an official marriage license. There is abundance, in fact, of misyar middlemen who can seal these interim deals with women in, in fact, for Internet-savvy travelers, uh, there are countless websites like Misyar Online, M-E-S-I-A-R, online, one word, that allows men to arrange these marriages globally, including in the United States, even Australia, from the comfort of their hotel rooms. <laughs> Misyar was first made legal in Saudi Arabia. It's, in fact, legal in Egypt. Sunnis who approve misyar condemn the Shiites. Since muta does not require two witnesses, as misyar does, Shiites argue that Allah and the Quran is the only two witnesses they need. This is just simply a tactic to say that, you know, we don't even need witnesses. Uh, Arabic translation, you know, when we look at the Arabic translations, that Sunnis and Shiites have much more in common 
than just sanctioned prostitution. For Westerners who are familiar with the Sunni Muslim Brotherhood revival of the doctrine of Muruna, it literally means stealth. Muruna means stealth, it means flexibility uh, and how to deal with the enemies of Islam. In fact, the Muruna doctrine by the Muslim Brotherhood allows Muslims to sow division and confusion in the Western world. In fact, in the recent sermon, the doctrine was exercised by general, the general guide of the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood, Muhammad Badir, who laid out his vision for the post-revolutionary era while revealing aspects of strategy followers shows use of a great deal of uh, this, this issue. Uh, in fact, he was stated, translated by memory, and I quote him verbatim, he says, do not fight the ways of the world, that is secularism, because they are overpowering, but try to overcome and use them, change their course and pit some of them against the others. So when Badiri says to overcome and use the ways of the world, he is really instructing Muslims worldwide on how to overcome Western secularism. It was precisely this purpose for which Muruna was prescribed by none other than Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi, who is the main Muslim Brotherhood intellect, who initiated the doctrine in December 1989. None of this was translated by the CIA. None of this was translated by the government in Washington. No one is even paying attention to this. We have a plan of three decades of uh, basically advancing this Muruna doctrine by the Muslim Brotherhood. In fact, it, was, it, it happened in the United States uh, during an annual conference of the Association of Muslim Youth Forum. Uh, in fact, uh, Al-Qaradawi met with Muhammad Hamadi, who was a leading rebel in Libya. In fact, he participated heavily in the Arab Spring. Hamadi is also the head of the Muslim Brotherhood in Mauritania. He collaborated with Qaradawi in doing this doctrine. Uh, it talks about the priorities of the Islamic movement uh, in the next three decades. It was designed to catapult and advance Sharia by using Western means. And if one, you know, in other words, what they were trying to do here is to uh, sanction prohibitions. So, in other words, we have the Ten Commandments, according to Christians, thou shalt not kill. Now this prohibition in Islam, if they have thou shalt not kill, is now permissible. Thou can kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. No, thou can commit adultery. Thou can you know, work with American banking. Uh, in fact, the quotes, if you like, we can talk about them. But in a nutshell, that's what this whole doctrine is about. Flipping even upside down Sharia doctrine itself in prohibit in the sanctioning the prohibitions in Islam. Everything becomes legal. Anything goes for the sake of an interest. What you're saying is in our Christian-based Western mindset that we might have in Australia, and you're in the U.S. right now, and uh, the Christian foundation for the way we think, uh, which is different too to the secular way that a secular state uh, might think, but what you're saying is that Islam is using a stealth and deception to be able to uh, introduce the sorts of uh, issues that it sees as being important to, to bringing about Sharia law. 
Absolutely. In fact, we can take an example. In the Ten Commandments, thou shall not kill. Is there an equivalent commandment in Sharia? Well, close, but not exactly. In Sharia, thou shall not kill a Muslim. So, uh, this is Sharia. So, a Muslim cannot kill a Muslim. Killing a non-Muslim is an infraction, is not punishable by death. However, under the law of Muruna, thou shall not kill even a Muslim is now permitted. I can give you the quotes by the Muruna doctrine. In fact, the individual rights to life can be eliminated under Muruna. Under the section titled, The Necessities of the Group, Qaradawi explains that, and I quote, As Sharia considers the individual needs, it permitted many prohibitions and considers the necessity of the community. Qaradawi is not short of examples and even commands the killing of Muslims who the unbelievers use as shields, as leaving these unbelievers is in danger to the Muslims. So it is permissible to kill these unbelievers, even if they killed Muslims with them in the process. So death, mayhem, and prostitution, it's all sanctioned now, for all the prohibitions are sanctioned in the name of Allah. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face. To helping you understand the issues going on in the world. To clear and understandable Bible teaching. All peppered with great Christian music. The latest news. And even a few laughs along the way. Tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au Or download our free app. These were never made prohibitions permanently like Western laws that we have or our American Constitution indefinitely because Islam has a nasikh wal mansukh abrogation and they have Makkian and Madanian surahs in the Quran in which the Makkian surahs call for peace when you're weak, the Madanian surahs call for violence when you're not weak. So, you know, this is basically a revival of the old concepts in Islam that were carried out during Islamic Jihad. Um, so by reversing Islamic law, which is really reversing the reverse of Islamic law, Muruna concludes an amazing doctrine that permits all prohibitions. And I quote the doctrine of Muruna itself. It says that uh, when evil and harm conflict as necessities demand, we must then choose the least of the two evils or harms. This is what the experts in jurisprudence decided. If interests and evils conflict, or benefits conflict with the evils, what is then to be decided is to review each benefit and each evil and its consequences. So the minor evils are what? Forgiven for the sake of the greater long-term benefit. The evil is also accepted even if that evil is extreme and normally considered deplorable. So in other words, you can do deplorable acts. You can do unbelievable things under the Islamic law now. And so this is what has been going on for the last two decades, continuing for another decade when we see Islamists basically uh, working in the banking system, uh, working in the uh, Western sphere, into order to gain interest, in order to gain benefits. Uh, So what was once forbidden in Sharia from major crimes, like Muslims killing Muslims, 
to issues of interest banking that include alliances with infidels was made temporarily lawful by Muruna. And I quote the Muruna doctrine again. It says, it is permissible then to have alliances with powers that are non-Muslim. Can Muslims work in banks that practice usury? For the young Muslims, they should not leave their jobs in banks and insurance agencies, despite that their work being evil, since their experience in these agencies would gain experience for what would, be, would, what would benefit the Muslim commerce. Whoever examines the issues in light of the doctrine of balance, Maruna, uh, would find that entry into these arenas is not merely a project, but a preference and a duty. So there you have it. It's a duty of every Muslim to do all these abominable things in accordance to Islam now is permissible. And this is why the West, when they see these, they say, well, wait a minute. They are allowing interest banking. They are allowing to work in banks. They are allowing Huma Abedin, uh, the wife of uh, Anthony Weiner, to marry uh, Anthony Weiner, uh, even though she's Muslim and he's a Jew. In fact, Sheikh Yusuf al-Karadawi sanctioned the marriage. And I, in fact, this is what sparked my research. It's not permissible for a Muslim woman to marry a non-Muslim. So when people see this Muslim woman marrying a non-Muslim, Muslims working in banks, they are looking at the lies that, oh, look, we are moderate. We are really appealing to the West. We believe in secularism, when in fact, this is all an exercise on Maruna. And the end product of Maruna is the introduction of Sharia law. Absolutely. In fact, the case has been set uh, by uh, Al-Badir, which is the grand leader of the Muslim Brotherhood, in which he talked about uh, changing Egypt, uh, and uh, not only changing Egypt, but to also uh, advance the Islamic Sharia globally uh, to the whole world. Uh, the quotes both sides from the Muruna doctrine and from the recent uh, statements made by uh, the Muslim Brotherhood shows that both are in common with the laws of Muruna, and that is to establish Sharia uh, in every single inch of the globe. So the relaxation of Sharia law under the doctrine of Maruna eventually gets overturned and Sharia law is then reimposed. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. It is all temporarily. In fact, the uh, uh, Muslim Brotherhood talks about the abrogation in Islam. While the West, we began to understand that abrogation is really uh, nullifying certain commands in the Quran. And the Muslim Brotherhood is saying, no, there's no nullification. Like, uh, you can have peace with the enemy, that's not a problem. You still can have peace, because this has been nullified uh, with a command of war, the verse of the sword. Now what they're saying under Muruna is that, no, having peace with the enemy is a commandment only temporarily, and then you can apply the sword. In fact, the statements in the article, which I have published, I believe, on Pajamas Media, people can review the article with all the details, which shows how they really reinterpret the laws of abrogation in Islam. There's no abrogations. It's simply taking the verses for their occasion, 
those verses have specific occasions of peace than the uh, uh, implementation of the verse of the sword when the Islamic uh, ummah or the Islamic nation gains power and control, then they can declare war. So they're waiting till they gain nuclear, they're waiting till they gain inroads, they're waiting for the, the entire regimes to collapse in the Middle East. Then in the long term, you will see the true face of Islam, and that is a total warfare with the West and with Israel. Well, I'll point people to your website, www.shubat.com. That's S-H-O-E-B-A-T.com. And uh, you'll be able to read more about Maruna. Uh, Waleed Shubat is our guest. And Waleed, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. You bet. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.